and welcome back to Delaware Boys Nice Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. Missed a couple weeks. And here we are, um, <laughs> following up on our NFC rankings for wide receivers tonight. It's all AFC. But really quick, we just finished up fantasy playoffs. Hope you guys brought some chips home. Um, after all the hard work you put in for the season. If not, as always, next year. Stay locked in, baby. But um, yeah, but Steven's already knee deep in rookie rankings and profiles and all this stuff. Um, Yardspro.com is going to start posting up some stuff soon, so guys, check out that stuff just to get a quick plug in, real quick. Yeah, um, I have uh, been grinding the off season profiles. I'm so excited about this 2024 class. I mean, this class is QB loaded, wide receiver loaded top end tight end studs you know i mean we are ready uh running backs my cup of tea is a little short in some aspects but we got some players here that i'm excited about too at the running back position right i got i want to say i got at least 10 working on 11 profiles at this current moment um ready to be posted on in article form really up really high graded stuff strengths weaknesses where I see their draft capital landing. I have my Superflex uh, rookie tiers. The first round is completed. Um, it's going to be a fun time. Me and Ryan are over here. We're ready for the offseason. Yeah. Um, you got a little ahead of me. I had to focus on fantasy playoffs. Steve's just one boy on the outside yeah. looking in, getting ahead of me. But I'm going to start I'm gonna start writing them up too, Steve. Don't worry. I had a, had a rough year when it comes to that. I played in one fantasy championship, came in second. It's all good. Um, on this On this aspect of things, though, I just want to look back. This this podcast is a little shorter. Uh, the AFC wide receiver outlook is is not as good as the NFC. Right. I'm sorry to tell you, but <clears throat> let's let's reflect back, Ryan. 2023, man. We we got the opportunity of a lifetime to join two class act organizations, RPO football yards per. Um, oh yeah, and here we are, man. Just. Crushing, crushing content, hitting goals that I never expected to hit, and here we are, man. I just, it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, twenty twenty three is great. A lot of growth from both of us. Um, I feel like I'm finally closing the gap between me and you. I finally feel like we're on the same level. Um, for a while, I fell behind, but now I think we're we're in this together now. Um, we're ready to keep this ball rolling. And we both are committed to doing more in this upcoming season. Looking forward to it, um, taking more time to help you guys out and do something that I love. So I'm looking forward to this all season. For sure. Um, I, I posted on my Twitter, you posted on yours. I just want to reflect on like 2023 uh, just a little bit longer. Um, on top of not of joining two class act organizations, we also got our first crack at the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I did finish top 1,000, so that was pretty cool for my first year. Um, so I just want to say that I just want to thank Fantasy Carriers and Scott Fish for the opportunity, hopefully, to come back in Scott Fish 14. I just want to say that was an awesome experience, just going through the whole thing um, and giving back to the community through fantasy football is something that I've always enjoyed. Um, to all the to all the fantasy content creators that we got to collab with this year, it was a blessing. We appreciate you guys for allowing us to be on your platform or coming to our platform, whichever one it was. And we look forward to collabing with more of you guys in 2024. Um, that's what this is all about, man. It's about expanding, making friendships, 
and continue yeah. to produce great content. Oh, yeah, dude. The fantasy community is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of gotten a little bit of buzz on Twitter today, thanks to a few folks. But, I mean, they're so supportive. Everybody seems like they're as one. And I'm ready to, yeah, we need to start collabing more, uh, get more people on here. I know it's something I was hesitant at first, but now that we're in the thick of it, you kind of realize you're not really alone in this space. So, for sure. Keep this going. Oh, for sure. Um, last thing, just want to share some goals in 2024. Um, me and Ryan do, you know, we do content over at RPO. Um, we obviously, you know, stay more to the offensive side of things. But in 2024, I really want to dabble into the IDP things as well. Um, I think if you work for an organization, you need to be well-rounded. Um, I always say iron sharpens iron. So with that being said, I want to improve in that area and understand the full game from an IDP stand side of things as well. Uh, me and Ryan can't wait to start looking into TikTok and making shorts and doing things like that. That's another goal of ours. Um, yeah. Obviously, I have a follower goal of 1,500. I think I'm not worried about the followers. I'm more worried about the production of content and quality of content. But that is a goal of mine is 1,500 followers. And I really want to write more. I had a lot of fun writing this this season. It's been a blast. Yeah, no. I mean, you share a lot of the same goals, but it's like kind of where you at with IDP. I'm closer to making a push into the um, daily fantasy sports side of things. Um, something I've always wanted to get into. I'm going to start kind of pushing into that a little bit more. Um, I feel like there's a pretty good space there to like find a home in. Sure. I mean, I know we might clash a little bit, but like you said, got to get in every possible thing. I mean, we've gotten in 2023, we did some campus to campus leagues that we dabbled in. We started in the IDP world. Um, it's like the only thing that I'm really not honed in on 100% is uh, Daily Fantasy. And I know I'm still a long way away from IDP, but it, at least I'm at least I'm started somewhere with that. Sure. Um, any opportunity that we get offered to do, we're going to do it this year. I'm pretty, pretty much locked into the fact that, like, this is going to be – we're going to produce a lot more content in 2024 than we did in 2023. Yeah. Um, Things are looking up, man, over here on our side of things, so I'm excited. But let's jump into it, baby. AFC wide receivers. I know you're excited. Your wife's, you know, she's getting into her nursing job. Once she gets going, you can work less. We can get more on here. I know you're excited on that end of things. Um, Yeah. You know me. I don't have much of a life. So whenever you're ready, buddy, (laughs) you start cooking these ideas that we can roll. (laughs) Yeah, my wife did graduate from nursing school, so she starts working in a couple of days. Uh obviously more proud of her for the aspect of finishing nursing school the grind starting her career we're both in our career jobs now um but yes more time for content to produce and things like that um we're excited guys it's it's going to be a good year i'm ready um but let's get into it baby afc wide receivers let's roll So there are wide receivers I've already knocked out. That way we don't have to talk about the lower end tier guys. As you see, we have S tier, A, B, D, A, B, C, D, F. Um, I'm going to let – do you want me to start or do you want to start? I mean, I feel like the first one's pretty easy. Anybody in, involved? I know last episode we started with the S tier. Might as well start with the S tier on this one as well. The one boy Jamar Chase up there. I think – not much of a debate. He's number one in this conference. Um, unless I'm severely having a lapse of memory here. 
Sure. But I mean, yeah, no, connected with connected with Joe Burrow. I mean, given he gets he's he's missed time, but like he's still gonna be back next year. He's gonna get that contract. They're gonna stay together for as long as possible. Uh, Jamar Chase, man, who's kind of maybe slipping to my wide receiver three in Dynasty. I think I think what sucks about it is is the fact that like the timing just hasn't been perfect. Like first year, we saw the breakout, 1,400 plus yards, 13 touchdowns. Yeah. Year two, he's hurt. Year three, Joe Burrow's hurt. The the timing just hasn't been perfect for that that overall wide receiver one season to happen. Right. Um, I don't know with with T Higgins there. I and I granted Higgins might not be there next year. We've talked about that many times, but. The target volume that Justin Jefferson sees on a consistent basis, I don't think he's ever going to hit it. I don't think he's ever going to have 180 yard or 180 target season. I think he's going to sit around the 150. But where he where he makes up his mark is his explosiveness. He's had over 18 yards per catch um, in a fantasy season. He consistently sits at over 15. He's had double digit touchdown season, which Justin Jefferson has not had in his career yet. That's where I think he's going to make it up. Um, when it comes to the to the lack of the targets that he has seen, he is he is wide receiver three for me currently, behind yeah. CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson in Dynasty. But I think they're in a tier of their own. With those three, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I'm just waiting for the perfect um, chemistry, the the perfect season for Jamar Chase to see to see where we're at. Because I mean, his rookie season's amazing. I mean, he. Most receiving yard. Well, Puka's probably going to break it this season, but Puka's already broke it. Puka okay. broke it last week. Puka already broke it, but he previously had the record for most receiving yards in the season for a rookie. I mean, he was absolutely on fire that year. Um, it looked like the connection between Burrow and Jamar hadn't stopped since you know the gap season from Jamar in college didn't look like he missed a beat. Um, and like you said, just nagging injuries here and there for the Bengals has kept him from having that top five. Water receiver season. Yeah, so, we're fine yeah. here. Yeah, we're good. There's I Chase is a monster. Chase is worth the first round pick in any dynasty startup. You're fine. Sure. It's not even a question. Next. I'm throwing, I'm throwing up, my baby. guy out here. Who up? My boy. Sorry, this thing is so long. Number two wide receiver in Dynasty in the AFC, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. Now, you may come at me and say, (laughs) he's only got two years left. He's only got two years left. Things are looking, you know, murky on that aspect of things. What is his true value worth? This is a player that I'm willing to let die on my roster due to retirement. Don't care. Do not care. This is one of the most heavily utilized wide receivers in the league since he came in the league in 2016. Um, yeah. This is one of those players that has vastly outplayed his draft capital and his expectations from day one. Uh, you've seen his chemistry with Pat Mahomes. You've seen what he did in Kansas City. Now you get to see it over here in Miami. Um, to be honest with you, I think he's had two better – these are his best two years of his career in Miami. I think we've seen the best of Tyreek Hill in that aspect. Um, Going to get to play with Tua and Jalen Waddle beside him. I don't see this offense changing. Devon A. Chain is going to take over, take over a running back for Raheem Mostert. Um, things look up. I don't see anything changing in this offense. Tyreek Hill 
is the most explosive player in football. He is a game changer. He's a game wrecker. Yeah. Two years later. Give it to and me. You like you you mean you kinda of touched on it already, but like I was just gonna say, you know, I'm sitting here thinking when he gets traded to Dolphins, oh his his well, most of us I think were like, hey, his best seasons are behind him. And he's had his two best seasons back to back debatable. I know he had like a crazy touchdown year, but um I mean, just on fire, seventeen hundred yards this year, and we still got a game left. Um, he's got a hundred and he missed what, fourteen yards per game. So I mean, absolute game record can change the game in one play. Um, other thing is like age, man, age. But it's just like who was holding who back? <laughs> so for not to not have like Mahomes and Tyreek be the best duo in the league when they were together. I mean, Travis Kelsey comes into an aspect of that as well. I mean, you're also talking about a tight end who was True. who was earning 130 plus targets every season as well. Um, I don't think anybody was holding anybody back. I think that was just a perfect trio, and they meshed on the field very well. Um, I mean, at the you end of the day, that, here there's still Tyreek and Waddle. Or I mean, I know he's not Travis Kelsey, but you still have a guy on the other side that's getting plenty of targets on top of that, a running back sure, that leads the sure. league in touchdowns. Sure. But at the same time, I also remember how heavily utilized, like, early early on, you had Jarek McKinnon, you had um, – oh, my God, these running back names are going to slip off my head. It's terrible. I'm our running back, man. You get it. <laughs> you get it, man. Like, there were so many – there were so many utilized players in the Chiefs organization. Andy Reid right. was great at getting anybody the ball – I mean, all the way back to 2016, Tyreek was even used on kickoff returns back then. It was so it was such a great usage then, but he's not seeing these kind of this kind of volume, and I don't think he's going to ever see this kind of volume again. I think you're going to run these two seasons back at 100 in 2024, 2025, 150 plus targets locked in for the next two years, barring health. You're going to see 100 catch seasons, and you're going to see a guy push for 2,000 yards, like you said he wants to do before he retires in the league. He would have, he was close this year. He was on pace this year. He just got hurt, unfortunately. Yeah. Man, I don't see anybody else here at number two that can even take over. I don't think there's another player that can take over the next two years. What the top two here? Mm-hmm. Not in the Oh, AFC. yeah, no. Yeah, no. I don't think so either. I mean, I think that's that's what is bearing like yeah, I don't know. I mean, Maybe I'm wrong. It. Maybe maybe I'm you missing something. It. I mean, it's it's possible for Garrett Wilson to sneak in there. Um, there. There's a few guys. I mean, so speaking of Garrett Wilson, I'm assuming he's your three here as well because he's mine. Yeah, I got no problem. I was going between two uh, two different guys, but yeah, I mean Garrett Wilson next year. I mean, had a thousand yard season despite having. Who went quarterback? A, a carousel of Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, and who, I'm, I think there was somebody else thrown in there. Aaron Rodgers for four snaps, baby. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers for four snaps, baby. So sad, man. So sad. So sad, dude. But, I mean, I mean but just to see the production is- and still hit 1,000 despite having zero QB play, I think points up. I mean, I would imagine we see Aaron Rodgers next year. We could see that connection. Um, I think it's going to elevate yeah. Gary Wilson a ton, obviously. I mean, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. 
the thing is, so I'm is excited like, to see what he can do next year. The thing is, if you were getting the peripherals you got last year, you know, the over 13 yards per catch, over seven and a half yards per target. This year, you're not getting that. You're getting a whole yard less per target and three yards per catch less. Um, it bodes well for Garrett Wilson's long term outlook because A, I hope he doesn't stay in New York because I think New York is just going to waste a pure, pure talent. This is what this yeah. kid is pure talent. Um, also, he's drawing, he's also, he's already drawn almost 20 more targets than he did last year. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, the volume is there. The volume, the volume yeah. is set up for a true fantasy alpha type wide receiver season. Um, if Aaron Rodgers can come back and do anything, I think you see him crack the top 10 wide receivers next year. And he's back to back 20, you know, he's back to back seasons of a 20 as wide receiver 20 or better. It, it just sucks that, that in four snaps, the best fantasy season for Garrett Wilson was probably taken away from us. Yeah. I mean, the outline is there for Garrett Wilson to succeed right now. He's third in the whole NFL in targets only behind Devontae Adams and CD lamb. Um, it's so, I mean, like I said, the volume is 100% there. I don't think you necessarily want to see him leave the jets because obviously they want to have him involved. I mean, I get any team he goes to you is probably a better outlook, but at the same time, I mean, if you're getting over 160 targets in offense, I mean, they're ready to roll you out. Sure. I just don't see the jets like coming into a point where they can find a QB that will match Garrett Wilson. I mean, unless Aaron they're next year. I mean, after that, the carousel right. begins with quarterbacks, but right. you never know. But I mean, let's just talk about let's just talk about the fact that like we're talking about a 41, 40, 41 year old QB coming off an Achilles tear. Like sure. you have to be scared for his outlook. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, giving an Achilles, that would be scared of anybody else. But I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. I mean, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch all time. Uh just an absolute monster. It seems like he's ready to go now if the Jets let him. He's going to have a whole another offseason. I hope so. I wish to see Rodgers back one more time fully healthy. Truly I, hope, dude, I think I, you would get like a, I think you would I think you would get like a prime Devontae Adams type season out of Garrett Wilson. I, I truly do. He's that talented. 100% can can crack the top 10, maybe even top 5 of Van Rodgers in a full season. That's why I say sure. he could he could break into that you know, with Tyreek getting older, he could jump Tyreek. Um, so that's a big talking point. We're talking dynasty here. So these guys get like, you know, when it comes to age versus stats put up, it gets a little, gets a little dicey. You got um, your guy? Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I think this breaks. I think this breaks the this breaks the S tier in the AFC though. I truly do. Yeah. Definitely. I'll Mr. let you do your spiel. Mr. Oswald, <laughs> Cobblepot, baby. Um, unfortunately, I doubled down on Jalen Waddle this season, and it did not pan out for me in the aspect of him missing games. But on top of that, we're going to talk about a wide receiver here who averaged almost 15 fantasy points per game. That would put him at wide receiver 13. Not bad for, for Jalen Waddle here, who's missed plenty of games, as we can tell throughout the season. Um, again, he's missed time. It hasn't been the same. We got three wide receiver one seasons or three wide receiver one weeks coming into it. Um, it, it was a letdown here. 
in that aspect. Uh, his target volume did drop a little bit to my to my surprise. Um, again, three straight thousand yard seasons. Nothing to yep. nothing to bat your eye about. He's he is one of those guys. He is an elite wide receiver asset. He is a stud. Um, I I bet on him matching the eighteen yards per yards per catch. He didn't do it, but he comes in at a number at yard at fourteen yards per catch. It was a uh, it was a great great season for Jalen Waddle in that aspect. Um, lowest touchdown total he's had in his season in his career so far as well. Right. So, I, I mean, I, I have nothing say, bad to say about Garrett or about Jalen yeah, Waddle. Hold on, Hold on buddy. <clears throat> Boy, just so you know, strictly AFC wide receivers here. We covered NFC yeah. last week. Garrett, Chris Olave was an A tier wide receiver for us. Just so you know, this is strictly Thank AFC. You. For us to break down dynasty wide receivers, this is the bread and butter. It would take three hours to do all of it. Yeah, we, we knocked down in half. Um, what do you think I could get for Cortland Sutton? Actually, I'm ready to talk about Cortland Sutton. We will be talking about him in one second. But I actually, I actually think you're gonna get you're gonna the price point is probably a, a I'm gonna say a high second, high to mid second. I lean more towards the mid side if you're talking job picks. I don't think I would give a high end second for Sutton. Just like, second, depending on your league size, if you're a 12 man league, I'm expecting someone to pay anywhere from pick 13 to 16. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. Yeah, I I I always have a month of 10 team for some reason because most of my leagues are 10 team. But yeah, I mean, yeah, 13 to 16 seems about fair. I'm playing value wise. I have to really break that down and look at some stuff. But job pick wise, yeah, 13 to 16 sounds about sounds about right. <clears throat> um, I think maybe best thing to do would wait to see how the you're playing a weird game here about the quarterback because they're letting go Russell Wilson. What is, where does that leave Corlin Sutton? Um, that might be like a wait and see type of deal, especially for anybody that's trying to trade for him, honestly. But that's just, that's just where I'm at with Sutton. I like Sutton. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. He – Outperform my expectations drastically. Oh, I don't have anything bad to say about him. It's just the quarterback situation just got real murky in the last two weeks or week, excuse me. Yes, it did. Um, but what were you saying about Tyre or about Jalen Wall? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we made that bet. I didn't think 18 yards was sustainable. And I told you in the offseason, he's probably going to send around 15 yards per catch this season, and that'll put him outside the top 10. He finished it, what, a little over 14? A little over 14. But little touchdown, 14. touchdown regression, too, also. Yeah, that, I think that's really what really what does it. But, I mean, the older that Tyreek Hill gets, the more you push Waddle up your dynasty boards. Um, I think his, he's going to be special once Tyreek leaves. I mean, I, obviously, it's two years away. I get – some managers might not want to wait that long, but if you're in a rebuilding situation and you're not going to win in the next two seasons, Jalen Waddle was 100% a target you should look at in the offseason. I think it's worth the wait if you can kind of build around him and then once Tyreek leaves, I'm not saying he's going to take Tyreek's spot in, as far as production value goes, but you'll definitely see a spike in Jalen Waddle's opportunities in the offense. Sure, agreed. Um, who's next for you, buddy? 
Oh, geez. I haven't even thinking about it. I mean, at this point, we're kind of done with the elites, so we can kind of just, like, knock out some of the better ones. Um, I think Devontae Adams still belongs in this in this tier. I mean, I know I'm skipping over a couple guys off the top, but how can we not talk about Devontae Adams, who, I mean, we just kind of touched on Garrett Wilson having a productive season despite quarterback play. He's had Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy Garoppolo, and the man has still pushed for a thousand yards, seven touchdowns on ninety-eight catches. I mean, that's still a pretty productive fantasy season. Um, I mean, given a lot of that's carried by ninety-eight catches. I mean, that's high volume target. Obviously, you're going to see a lot of opportunity for Devontae Adams. And now he's what going to age thirty-two next season, which yep. is a little concerning. But like you said about Tyreek Hill, I think he's somebody that you just let die on your roster. I think that the Raiders will probably look to add a quarterback in this offseason. Um, so I think he'll be right back on track next year. I'm hoping they trade him. You think they do? Actually, I mean, that's do. always on the table, too. I but. hope they trade him, dude, because honestly, man, him – and like when we talk about this 2014 wide receiver class, bro, him and Mike Evans just set the fucking tone. Like these two – right. I mean, when you're talking about career career projectories, like Mike Evans being a first-round pick, obviously Devontae Adams out of Fresno State truly didn't know what to expect, but by God. I mean, you're talking about two Hall of Famers, dude, like yeah. have showed no no signs of slowing down. Um, I have no disagreement here. Dynasty, I'm going to take a couple of these pieces probably over Devontae in this aspect. But <sighs> – I'm not trading Devontae if he's on my roster. You're absolutely right. You're talking about you're talking about one of the greatest wide receivers to probably yeah. put a uniform on. This dude's an absolute the footwork and a lot of scrimmage for Devontae Adams is maybe some of the best of all time. I mean, his fork on the line is crazy. Um I just I just can't leave him out. And I know like we can we can put players ahead of Devontae Adams, but that's just the first one that came to mind. Um I got no problem with putting people ahead of him. I just wanted to get my spiel about Devontae Adams. Wheels haven't fallen off yet, people. Wheels haven't fallen off yet. And as far as dynasty value goes, at this point, you're letting him down your roster because you're not going to get anywhere near the what you want for him in dynasty sure. compared to the stats that you're yeah. going to get in season. And I don't – the way he plays the game, man, I don't know if we're ever going to see that Julio Jones fall off where he just – Hit shits the bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've just been a big fan of his game overall. Like, this dude has shown me no sign, no signs of slowing down. It's just been awesome. Awesome. Yeah. A guy that I love that you don't, <laughs> I think he deserves to be here, man. I think I've seen I've seen some elite things from Michael Pittman here. Um, Alec Pierce. We're going to talk about Alec Pierce, too, in a minute, Boyd. Um, I'll, I'll tie him into the uh, Michael Pittman yeah. talk for you. Um, so with Pittman, guys, the thing is, you're talking about a 26-year-old wide receiver who's been through the, the QB carousel over his career. Uh, Anthony Richardson was going to be the guy. Gardner Minshew and him have another great, great connection, been playing well. Missed time with a concussion. Um, 150 targets. 100 catches, over 1,100 yards. Uh, obviously, we're not pushing towards, like, Devontae Adams-type touchdown numbers, things like that. But, again, he's wide receiver 13 on the season, averaging over six 
16 fantasy points per game. Um, this would be his first year over 100 catches. Last year sucks. He missed it by one catch at 99. <laughs> yeah. But in the same aspect, you're talking about a guy who's just a PPR, a safe player, safe PPR floor, right. wide receiver two. I'm going to say that, but with wide receiver one upside on weeks. Um, the AFC is a lot murkier than the NFC. So sure. here we are, man. I do have Michael Pittman as a top top 15 dynasty wide receiver. That's that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not like the biggest fan of Michael Pittman. I think he's, I hate to say, it, I think he's just like good. I don't think he's great. I think he's a good receiver. Um, got tons of usage this year with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Anthony Richardson comes back with his legs. We'll see where he stands. Although he was productive with Anthony Richardson while he was healthy. I'll, I'll give you that. But so was Alec Pierce. So was Josh Downs. Um, they kept everybody very involved. I'm just surprised. Can we, can we go to the next guy now? Me? I want to tie in Alec Pierce as well. Okay. 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 I do want to say that I had high hopes for Alec Pierce in year two. Another big body receiver on the outside with, with great ball skills, showed it at Cincinnati, um, elite production down the field. I just want to say that the volume hasn't shown for Alec Pierce. We're talking about taking a step back in targets as well. Yeah. Um, up to this point in his career. Uh, although I do like how down the field he works. He was averaging over 16 yards per catch this season. I just think once with the addition of Josh Downs, who's going to, who's primarily playing in the slot, I just think that he's fallen back to the third option in the wide receiver core. And then, yeah. of course, with JT on the field, he, he takes away catches and targets. I just think Alec Pierce is more of like a wide receiver four, wide receiver five range. I think he's – I don't see him. I don't know if I'll ever see him pushing towards the top 30, like the wide receiver threes. Yeah. So. But like I said, big fan of his out of Cincinnati. Was a big fan. So there's three guys that I'm so ready to talk about in this. Um, starting with uh, T. Higgins, who, given his, his injury bug, keeps biting them and biting them and biting them. Only played 11 games this season. Um, but still in a very high volume offense, still going to have Joe Burrow next year. Um, maybe this is still up in there. I take it back. We really don't know where he's going, but assuming everything stays as it is right now, he'll be with Joe Burrow. Um, still average 15.6 yards per catch. Um, which is, which kind of the mark where you want to be at for a wide receiver. Um, I just, I think if we can get a healthy season out T Higgins, I think we're top. We're talking high end wide receiver too. Um, it's just we haven't put it all together yet. It's not. It's not all there. The pieces are. The pieces are here, but it's not all put together. Again, I truly don't know where I want T Higgins to play. Um, obviously, we all hope that the you know we're hoping for the Bengals to play with Joe Burrow, but at the same yeah. time, I think T Higgins is better than six targets per game. I truly do. I think he's a better wide receiver than that. I think he is a wide receiver one alpha prototype in this league. I really do. Look at look at everything. Yards per target, yards per catch, elite body control, elite hands, elite catch radius. Yep. Uh, creates separation well for a big wide receiver. Runs pretty well. Fast game speed. Big fan of T. Higgins. I mean, I've, I've watched him play a lot of games in the AFC North. Um, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, Jamar Chase is just better. Oh, no <laughs> doubt about that. So it's just like – it sucks, but yeah. at the same time, 
when you're when you're linked to a QB like Joe Burrow. I, but at the same time, I just don't think six targets per game is enough. I would love to see T. Higgins in another offense because yeah. every peripheral stands out for him to shine. It just comes down to his injuries yeah. and being able to stay on the field. If he were a nine target per game wide receiver, he's he's top ten wide receiver, no doubt. Figure that, sure. You know what I mean? Like, it it just sucks. You play with a receiver that you know has the connection with their QB, you know, and he plays with a better wide receiver. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the same situation with Jen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, but I still give you know I think Waddle's probably the better receiver than T Higgins, but they're kind of stuck in the same situation where they're kind of, but. At the same time, Tegan's is so much worse. Being, is the difference being we've seen Jalen Waddle crack. We've seen Jalen Waddle crack 130 plus targets. We have yet to see T, yeah. T. Higgins crack 110. Fair. These are all points I made up to set to not draft him and redraft this year. Sucks. But dynasty wise, though, I, I think I'm still on board. If he gets to a new team, there's plenty of plenty of offenses that need a receiver. I think dream spot would probably be the Chiefs, but I could see a team like the Texans picking them up. But around, I could see the Panthers making the move. I could see the Panthers exactly. Now, Panthers, I wouldn't, you know, be exactly 100 percent on board with. But you know, Loki. You know, Loki, who I see could make a move to. Big fan of their of their like team outlook. The Packers. Big fan of the Packers. Packers. Although I think they're going for more of a homegrown offense. I mean, they kind of got receivers that make it happen. But I mean, yeah, I think but... he is better than anybody there. Maybe. I just like the, I like the Packers. I like the Packers organization there yeah. too. I'm a big fan of theirs. Um, so yeah, T. Higgins, one of my guys as well. Big T. Higgins fan, always have yeah. been. Um, come on, Steve. There's some obvious guys here, man. I know, man. <laughs> I know, man. Um, this is just more of a body of work, man. Where where he's been and what he's done over his body of career, because we have not seen a hundred yard game out of Stefan Diggs since week six. I'm going to be honest with you. I am worried about Stefan Diggs. Again, he is top ten wide receiver this year. Cool, no doubt about it. Last four years, hundred catches or more. Cool, thousand yard receiver since 2019. We get it. The body of work is great, but let's talk about Stefan Diggs here recently, man. In the first nine weeks of the year, seven, seven wide receiver one weeks. From that point on, from from week nine on, one. One. Why? I don't know, man. I mean, you kind of saw the same thing from Stephon Diggs last year where he kind of like tailed off at the end of the season. We saw it last year. We see it again this year. Do you think it's just a product of him just getting up there in age has kind of buys kind of given out towards the end of the seasons i don't know man i just he's still elite he's an elite route runner he's elite at everything he does separation we create separation sure it, the the targets there i mean he's at 152 targets this season not crazy from where he was at 156 last year um we're talking about three yards per catch less we're talking about two yards per target less we're talking about we're talking about you know last two years before he said double-digit touchdowns. He's probably not going to hit that this year unless he has a crazy game this week. Um, is this the decline of Stephon Diggs? Is that what we're talking about? I think we're, I think we're starting to – it's hard to say you're going to see it because he still looks pretty good out there on the field. He's still got Josh Allen. 
Um, so it's kind of hard to say that. Um, but I mean, I think he might be fading a little bit. Yeah, sure. Sucks. I don't think, I mean, I mean, he was drafted as probably what this year in redraft wide receiver three, Jefferson, Tyree. Yeah. Probably wide receiver three with, with him. Chase, like Chase up there too. Tyree. Yeah. I said wide receiver three, four, Tyreek Jefferson. Wide receiver yeah. one, two, Diggs, Chase. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And I mean, to, to that aspect, I want to say that he's probably let you down in certain, in certain aspects in the second half of the year, but I mean, Diggs is 30 now, too. You know I'm saying? This is where the career arc usually starts to change for things when it comes to the wide receiver outlook. Um, I'm hoping this isn't the end of Diggs. Well, here's the thing, and I actually just looked at the numbers. Um, we talked about successful seasons out of Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams despite having bad quarterbacks. Josh Allen is one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and Stephon Diggs has played all 16 games, has barely over 1,000 yards. Um, the peripherals look bad, per, but I mean, on field, still looks pretty good. But he is thirty; he'll be thirty-one next season. I think he, I think he's just fading off. Still love, still love stuff on Diggs though. Um, just to knock this guy out. I think we both kind of like look past him now. If you don't think he deserves to be in this tier, you stop me. He's not listed on this list, but give me Tank Dell. Up next. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to tell you guys here, before we continue, Tank Dell and Rasheed Rice are not on on this wide receiver tier rankings. When Ryan and I drop our wide receiver rankings tomorrow, complete NFL Dynasty wide receiver rankings tiered up. Rasheed Rice and Tank Dell will be pictured. We do not have them pictured here. So, yes, put Rasheed Rice right there next to Diggs. Tank, tank or, I'm sorry, Tank Bell right next tank to Dell. Dell. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just kind of started to see the absolute you, – you started to see a ceiling for Tank Dell weeks 9 through 12 when he got injured. I mean, dude looks explosive. Um, touchdown in four straight games before he got hurt. Dude is going to be an intricate part of this offense. There's a reason why C.J. Stroud wanted to bring him in. Um I'm excited to get him fire, see him fired up next year in this offense again. I think he's he's a pretty good talent, and I think with him and CJ Stroud being a pairing, we'll see we'll see where the ceiling is with them. But Tank Dell is explosive, and I have nothing bad to say about him yet. Dude, he showed it in week two and week three, man. I mean, like I said, he had two touchdown, two a touchdown game stretch right there. And then nine to 12, four straight touchdowns. He had two games over yeah. 145 receiving yards, 300 yard games, uh, four games over 10 or more targets. He, the peripherals are there, guys. Tank Dell. Yep. There's a reason. Yep. There's a reason CJ Stroud said, I want Tank Dell on my roster. Here it is. You see it. You see it. You see it. Granted, the body work, not a lot of, not a lot to go off of. But from what I've seen, he's legit. Kid looks kid looks pretty special out there. Pretty special. Um you got you got you got you got time to talk about him. There's a couple of vets here. I know. Don't worry. Woo-hoo. 
Oh, we're still feeling comfortable putting Mr. Pickens in the A tier, huh? You got to remember, this is AFC, so <laughs> tier's a little different. But, again, to everybody who thought Deontay was going to finish as our top wide receiver this season, didn't happen. Again, same trajectory T. Higgins had. Here we go. Back-to-back top 20 seasons. Um George Pickens, the best season of his career to outlook. At this point, we're pushing for 1,200 yards for Mr. George Pickens here. Again, he has volatile weeks. I know that. He only has three three weeks as a top as a top 10 wide receiver. Back-to-back weeks, and we're going into the Ravens week. Could be three, four overall for the year. Again, QB woes. Terrible QB yeah. play. Terrible offensive scheming. The Steelers have been bad. We know it. Talking about bottom bottom five in the league in total offense, bottom bottom five in the league in offensive touchdowns, bottom bottom five in the league in offensive efficiency, blocking, pass blocking, run blocking. Trust me, I watch every single game. I'm a frustrated <laughs> fan, but I'm gonna tell you there is a bright spot with Mr. George Pickens. You are talking about, if not the best hands and catch radius in the game of football. George Pickens is a special talent. Year two. After the ACL tear, more explosive, more explosive. Figure that out. We're talking about 18 yards per catch here, guys. Over 10 yards oh. per target. This dude is a down-the-field play waiting to happen. George Pickens is special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> what's funny is um, I was literally just looking at this. I want to say he has – He's got 1,140 yards. He has just over 19% target share in this offense. I don't even think we've seen the ceiling for George Pickens. Not even close. I know we haven't. It's not even close because he doesn't have a quarterback to throw to him. I'm glad to see the Steelers fan admit that Pickens is buns. But um, nonetheless, yeah, Pickens is special. I think you've seen it on the field. Anybody who watches him play, the catches he makes, um, the elite talent is, is, is there. I mean, back-to-back weeks made some insane sideline catches. Like, even last year, you see these catches, you're like, okay, George Pickens is – he's that guy. Not only is he Dude. great in traffic, great body Bro, control. Five 100-yard games. Can you imagine yeah. if he played with any kind of quarterback? Five 100-yard games. They got to get him one. Five. They got to get him one. Did and you see the catch you made in the Browns game? Or the Cincinnati game? Did you see the catch he made on the sideline in the Cincinnati game? That shit was yeah, nuts. Of course. Yeah. Nuts. He's special. And I just want to say, so, yes. just a quick a quick shout out to Steve. He's been preaching Pickens over Deontay. He caught a few strays in the beginning of the season with this take. And um, he stuck by it. And yeah, I don't think anybody's really arguing that right now. It's my guy. I, I will say, though, the effort, the effort that he's shown on one of those plays when it came to the blocking aspect and the run game. Okay. Right. I get it. No problem. But on the field, dude's special. Yep. All right. Um, I think I got take, probably – Take Keenan Allen here. I was going to say Keenan Allen. I think that's probably the last one in A tier, um, at least for me, unless yeah. I'm forgetting somebody. But, um, yeah, Keenan Allen, I mean, dude's – Older, given he's same boat as Devontae Adams, he's going into year thirty or age thirty-two, but still got Justin Herbert. Um, still sitting at one hundred fifty targets, still over twelve hundred yards this season. Um, 
talent's there. Dude's a killer route runner. Doesn't matter if he's 26, 22, or 31. 21 and a half fantasy points per game. Yep. Yep. He's a dog. 13 games played. Almost 1,250 yards on the season. I mean, dude's a beast. I have no bad things about saying about Keenan Allen. He's played a respectable game his whole career. Kept his mouth shut on the field. Dude just, well, he talks shit, but, you know, you don't hear anything off field about Keenan Allen. He silently balls, man. He does. He's a killer out there, man. Killer. Um, No problem with this. This is. Can, I, th- I think. I think another big lesson I want to talk to you about is the fact that like we need to learn how to respect veterans more in dynasty because yeah. they just get so disrespected to the point where their value becomes outlandishly stupid. So this is where I'm at with Keenan Allen as well. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to start off B tier. I think it's pretty easy. I think it's Amari Cooper. Okay. Um, I think another veteran whose game is just aged gracefully. Uh, we were talking about a wide receiver 10 finish for Amari Cooper last year. I think he's a wide receiver 12 on the year, 17. Um, but, again, well, I think he was top 15 in fantasy points per game at 15 and a half. Um, we've, we've also dealt with QB struggles here, um, you know, between Deshaun Watson, Dorian Tom, Thomas Robinson. But now we got Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is fouled in the fountain of youth, baby. And this has been fun, especially him and think. David and Joku. I've had a blast watching those two play football. And Joku and Amari Cooper yeah. have played really well. But the biggest aspect comes to the touchdown regression. Last two years, he's had nine and eight touchdowns. This year, he's at five. But another 1,200-yard season. This is actually his best peripheral season he's ever had in his career. He's averaging over 17.5 yards per catch, almost a full full first down yards per target was. This dude's a stud, man. Uh, <laughs> Just another veteran aging gracefully, dude. Amari Cooper, another undervalued wide receiver. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's kind of been disrespected by the dynasty community for the last three seasons, if we're being honest. But dude's been consistent. I mean, wide receiver 17, so kind of towards like the back end of wide receiver two. But like, that's not something you want to scalp at in your roster. People kind of have a tendency to treat him like he's a wide receiver, back end wide receiver three as far as value goes. Um, I think he's a pretty safe target. I mean, I know Deshaun Watson's been struggling and he'll probably be the quarterback next year, but I still think he's a pretty solid target. You can a guy that's pretty consistent you can get for cheaper. Absolutely. It's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to guys like Amari Cooper who have just been doing it their whole career, just gracefully just balling out. People will not talking about it. And I just, again another disrespected wide receiver that especially in startups, you're gonna get late. A lot later than you should. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're just going to kind of start running through these at this point, I would imagine. Um, give me Zay Flowers. Oh, my boy. Um, Big I, think, I, I like Zay. love Zay. Um, I think he's a little bit a little bit strapped by Lamar Jackson, given he's such a rushing quarterback and this kind of a run first team. But look, on the season, 71.3% catch percentage. That's crazy. Got 108 targets on the season. Um, he's definitely the wide receiver one on this offense. Uh, I like Zay Flowers going forward. Uh, five touchdowns. I think you can see that number kind of go up going forward. Uh, that's a pretty low benchmark, to be honest with you. But like I said, it's his rookie season. He's just getting started in this league. Um I think he's I think he's a rookie that you can kind of point out and say 
he could do better. Mm-hmm. He can easily crack that thousand yard more century mark. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a, we're talking about a season here where you got five games of ten or more targets. Uh, he had his first hundred yard game last week, first yep. thirteen target game. Um, he scored in back to back weeks, so I doubt he plays in week eighteen due to them blocking up the AFC. Uh, but on top of that, I like the fact that we got the ball in him with a rushing game as well. Um, had eight carries on the season. Obviously, it's not something I think I can project him have like Debo Samuel type rushing numbers, but he also yeah, scored no. on that rushing attempt as well. But again, we're talking about a, a rookie wide receiver. It's it's hard to it's hard to project these guys like and have him sure. look like Puka Nakua. You know what I mean? Like that's tough. Um, but a guy that I think is going to be a staple in the Ravens' offense for a long time. Um, especially for a wide receiver, because, you know, the wide receiver, yeah. the it, it typically goes through Mark Andrews or the tight end. You can see Likely's production since Mark Andrews has been out. Huge production step up. He's just stepped up, played great football. But I don't think Zay Flowers is anything to, like, like bat an eye about. He's played really good football year one, and I expect a growth in year two. I think he's right. a guy that could push up to this A tier. He can get there. But right now, he goes to there and be – Respectfully. Who next, son? Who next? My next guy. Was, I'm sorry, was, man, but I'm t- I'm taking my boy here. Took my next guy. Took my next guy. Taking Christian Kirk, man. Yeah. Um, to all the guys that said Calvin Ridley was better than Christian Kirk and he was the wide receiver one. Yeah. Nah, sorry, boys. Rocks. Sorry, boys. Kick Everybody's allowed to be wrong sometimes. I was one of those Kick people. Kick I mean, us. can you really blame people, though? I mean, look at the numbers Calvin Ridley put up with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. I mean. Kick rocks. <laughs> Kick rocks. It looked really it's good. Christian Kirk, man. He's consistent. We're talking about another year where he was top 20 as a wide receiver before he got hurt. Now, you know I mean? The injuries played a game and to factor into it. Christian Kirk's a stud, man. I love him. He, he got that contract for a reason. Obviously, I thought it was an outlandish contract. He's linked to Trevor. You know, I mean, this—he's the number one wide receiver in this offense. Yeah, I do still think that he's a little bit overpaid, but I mean, for as bad as people were trashing him, he's lived a little bit up next to expectations. Um, next, give me, like I said, another guy that's not pictured. Kind of feels another layup. Um, Rasheed Rice is probably next on my list. Um, like we said earlier, oh, yeah. not going to be listed here, but on our final rankings, he will be adjusted. Um. And put where he de- he deserves to be, but pushing at seventy seven percent catch percentage is crazy. Easily the most productive Chiefs wide receiver this year. Um, he'll probably push over that thousand yard mark as a rookie. Seven touchdowns. I mean, there's nothing to scoff at for a rookie season. Um, the only reason I have him a little bit lower, I feel like I might have him higher, is because I do think that Chiefs probably look to bring in somebody else. Um, they're pretty. Pretty pretty bad outside of Rasheed Rice. Um, and 102 targets on the season. Rasheed Rice has played pretty well for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I think he'll still be involved in this offense going forward. For sure. I mean, we all know the outlandish amount of drops that this offense has had. It's been really bad. This is the worst offense they've had yeah, since not Rasheed Rice, though. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. We're talking yeah. about the we're talking about the visual outlooks. It's been bad, but Rasheed Rice has been one of the lone bright spots. Travis Kelsey looked terrible. Valdez Scanling terrible. terrible. Sky Moore hasn't played. Traded for Miko Harmon back on the trash. IR. Terrible. 
Tony? This team has been awful, except for Pacheco. I love Pacheco. Just want to say that. Just want to throw that. Hey, out we're not talking running backs tonight. We're not, but I do want to say I love Isaiah Pacheco. Late for <laughs> Rice, another another solid receiver to build around. Another building block that I think is very underrated. Yeah, definitely emphasis on very underrated. I think everybody kind of groups all the Chiefs wide receivers together. I think Rasheed Rice sits as an outlander in this offense. Next for me is uh, big old Nico. Don't think this is a crazy spot for Nico Collins here. We finally have seen the breakout. Um, unfortunately, it came a little late into his career when it comes to the aspect of the contract signing. So this scares me a little bit. I don't know where he lands. Um, but we're talking about a guy who's linked to C.J. Stroud, man, if he stays around. Um, this is the best season for Nico in his career. We're talking about 100-target 100 season, pushing over 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. Um Stroud's missed time with injury as well. When him and Tank Dell were on the field together, they were monsters. This has been a lot of fun to watch these two play. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Nico Collins, man. Yeah, no problem. I've said it a few times in this podcast already. Give me all weapons linked to CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's a real. I'll take anybody on that offense. I think this is pretty interesting list here. Yeah, um, not not many guys. That I feel 100% comfortable with. Uh, I guess up. I guess next up would probably be Quentin Sutton, who's been a sneaky good this season. Um, but I mean, it's hard to say though. I mean, the ten touchdowns look fantastic, but outside of that, only 770 yards. He'll be 29 next season, getting the older age. The question marks of quarterback concern me a little bit. I think it's finally time to talk, talk about Quentin Sutton. Um, he's blown past any expectations I had. I think me and you both kind of expected Judy to take over as the wide receiver one in this offense. That didn't happen. Sutton held the held the line there, and uh, despite the murky quarterback situation, Sutton's probably pretty good this season, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. I was I'm a I'm a fan of his too. Um, it just came down to the aspect of him having the ACL tear and then him just struggling and Judy shining, wouldn't, especially being a first-round pick out of Bama. Uh, I thought it was an easy takeover. I thought Sutton was going to be faded, and unfortunately it did not plan out that way. Beauty of fancy football, baby. All right. It's one or two. I'm going to take Calvin. I, again, you don't know where he plays next year either. Um, yeah, but he'll go to B tier. Unfortunately, I don't know where Calvin Ridley is going to play next year. Um, I haven't been overly impressed with Calvin Ridley. There's <clears throat> top 25 wide receiver. There's been games here where I've been impressed, but then there's games where I haven't been. Um, it comes down to the knack of the end zone. He has a knack to find the end zone. Uh, he's had multiple years of seven or more touchdowns. Uh, I, I don't, he probably pushes for a thousand yards, but he's only had 1,000 yard season in his career. Uh, red flag in that aspect. Um, sure. heavy, heavy utilized wide receiver. I mean, 120 plus targets. Uh, again, we didn't know what to expect coming out of this whole Calvin Ridley suspension slash mental health issue that he had. Um, I'm going to say I've been let down because I've had people push him into that, into the third round of, of drafts this year. And he hasn't hit that. No question about it. He's a, He's a sixth, seventh round drafted player. That's who he is at this aspect right now. So I've been let down by Calvin Ridley, but I do think he's still a, a, a decent wide receiver. 
He's definitely at least at least decent. <laughs> I mean, let's Not give him that. Good, decent, good. Um, I think a lot of it comes from maybe Trevor Lawrence. Hey, don't shoot me. But this may, some of this may come from the, a little bit of a disappointment from Trevor Lawrence's side. I mean, he's got two good receivers, and I guess he can only make yeah. one elite. He's got three good receivers. I like oh, Zay true. Jones. True. And Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I still think he's a, a solid route runner. I mean, you can see this year he's slowed down a little bit, whether that be just being out for a year and a half or what it is. But, I mean, he doesn't look quite the same on the field. But still, still a good receiver. I mean, his Falcon days are probably behind him. We don't even know if he's going to be in this Jaguars offense and after this season yet. Um, and hard to project him to go to watch team because, I mean, who's really looking for an older vet like Calvin Ridley? Sure. Um, not really a whole lot left. Um, Come on, man. Come missing on, out, man. Missing out on a few people here. Come on, man. We can – oh, okay. Okay, okay, dude. Settle down. Deontay Johnson still staring me in the face. I guess he's guess he's next, but does he belong in B tier or C, C tier? B. B? I think I we're – it, it just strictly comes from, like – you know I what think mean? he's on that line. He's had, the, he's had the top ten season you were looking for. I mean, right. I know it was a Ben – we're talking about the elite target volume. You know, he's a guy. He's one of the best route runners and separators in the NFL. Uh, I do think this offense holds him back to a certain degree. He's not locked in to stay with us next year. I think Deontay is a huge buy in dynasty dynasty aspects. I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about Deontay. I love him. Um, great player. He's just another wide receiver the Steelers have found. That's another, you know, he's just another good wide receiver. This is what we do. We find the position. Um, he's um he he's a lot of the same. I kind of look at him and Chris Godwin in the same light, but I like I say that, but I still have Godwin over Deontay just for the record. Um, but it's kind of sit there. It's kind of like short dump off slant route, corner route type guys that just get done short. I only really think Deontay Johnson's that deep ball guy. Uh, and Steelers don't either. I mean, it's George Pickens in that in that offense if they're taking a shot. Deontay Johnson's the short um receiver for them and i think unless he changes teams that's kind of his outlet going forward doesn't really offer you that like explosive ceiling um i think he's a safe receiver for your team uh, offers you a that. safe ppr floor yeah a safe a safe floor but not like too insane of a ceiling sure. um, which isn't always a bad thing i mean if you need a guy on a bye week you can plug deontay johnson in and probably feel, feel pretty comfortable sure um, I think the line is – I think I'll start this here. Um, I'm going to start with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, again, we we do take discounts for vets here, obviously, uh, to scoff at the fact that with the bad QB play he's had, he's had 1,000 yards in this offense. I thought when he went to Tennessee it was for his career to die, unfortunately. But here we are. We're talking about a 1,000-yard receiver again. Talking about, what, seven touchdowns or six? Six. Six. Okay. But another 120 target season, you know what I mean? Like Hopkins is again since since um, fantasy football has, has been in my life, he's one of the best receivers to step on the field, dude. Hopkins is a great receiver, probably another Hall of Famer. I mean, 
here we are still doing his thing. Still, still hanging around. And you said it already, but I'll say it again. He went to Tennessee. Thought it was done, man. I really thought cooked. That's it. No more elite DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he doesn't look quite the same as he had in the past with his like sheer dominance. But given quarterback play, doesn't look bad for a 31-year-old man in a terrible offense. Poor, poor no, all, all right, um, the bow to health too. He's played all sixteen games this year. Yep, yep. Yes, he has. We looking at baby. All right. Um, not a whole lot left here. Um, but I, <laughs> man, dude, I love the people that are left here. Out of the out of who's left here, I guess. Oh, Give me Josh Downs. God um, damn it! I, hey, I'm a, I'm a Josh Downs guy. You've seen games up and down. You know he's been up and down this year. I'm not going to say he's been he's been consistent, but I mean I think he's the wide receiver too in this offense, and I think it's an ascending offense. And Anthony Richardson coming back, Jonathan Taylor, him and Michael Pittman. Um, I think they can make things happen in this in this team. And Josh Downs looks pretty pretty good when used. Um, he's been down at the end of the season, but I kind of look for him to see more usage come into his second year. Yeah. I mean, he's got 95 targets as a rookie year one. I mean, he stands out as a guy who has a who has an outlook in this offense. Uh, I, I see him as like a, you know, one of those slot guys, you know what I mean, um, that's just going to dominate the middle of the field. Yeah, and sure. and that's just what he does. Uh, he he has a good long term outlook here. He gets to play with a young QB, Michael Pittman there too, Jonathan Taylor there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be one of those guys that's going to push for 140 plus targets, obviously. But I yeah. think he's a safe wide receiver. I think he's going to be in our rankings probably top 35, 40, maybe on that range. Um, yeah. So another guy you'll get cheaper in drafts. Um. But, yeah, I do like his outlook with the Colts. I do. Since you took my guy. (laughs) Since you took my guy, that's really nice. Thank you. You took Kirk from me. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you made me pick Deontay Johnson. Thanks. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm going Jacoby Myers. Wow. That's a real vow of confidence. Buddy, you tell me one thing you've seen from Jerry Judy that stands out that makes you say, wow. I mean, I nothing. Him. I've never really liked Judy, but, I mean, you used to – well, used to be a Judy stand, so I'm surprised. I do love Judy. Love. I do. I just – I think I think he's being pushed down, and he deserves to be. Unless I think the only way I'm going to be back in is on a change of scenery, man. Sorry. Definitely need to change of scenery. For sure I need to change um, of scenery. We were, talking about, Myers. Myers. we were talking about Jacoby Myers as a guy to buy. Um, again, we're talking about another hundred yards or another hundred target season. I don't think this is going to be a guy who's ever going to crack the thousand yard mark. Again, he's at seven hundred and fifty yards this season. What was seven touchdowns? He's a huge. He's a Not game bad. maker in his role. Um, he's averaging over thirteen fantasy points a game. He's a top thirty wide receiver. 
Um, we're talking about the C tier of the AFC. It's very discombobulated in that aspect. I think the AFC is very murky for wide receiver talent. Um, I think he would be a D tier wide receiver in the NFC. Um, for sure. But yeah, yeah, at this point, at this point, we're talking about again a safe guy, just another safe guy. He is a discount version of of like like you were talking about with Chris Godwin and Deontay Johnson. He's a discount yeah. version of that. Um. Yeah, Jacoby Myers. I think probably best used in a best ball format. For being honest, please please have best ball option sure. there. But yeah, I mean, I actually like Jacoby Myers more than most. But I think C tier is where he belongs, um, especially. It'd be a whole different story on the other side, but C tier for sure for the AFC. Um, I actively hate everybody left. Um, True. I I. You can really put them up in any order, so I'm just going to go with the first person I see, which is Gabe Davis. And I hate fucking Gabe Davis because you will never find a bigger Gabe Davis hater than me. I cannot stand him. I've preached in and out. I don't like the boomer bust guys. I hate it. I don't want to guess on whether my players are going to be productive or not in a week-to-week basis. Gabe Davis is just that. He's going to get you... 20 points, or he's going to get you zero points. And that's happened four times this season. Um, if we're talking me, I'll, I'll push him towards the D tier of things, if we're being 100% honest. But um, he's with Josh Allen, so I guess he sits in that C tier. I don't have a lot of good things to say about Gabe Davis. You can't. I disagree with anybody. Yeah. No disagreement for me, buddy. I'll be honest with you, just because of his draft capital and like the the of what I've seen flash in Jerry Judy, I'll put him in C tier. Not a huge fan of what I've seen this season. Obviously, I think to get the best out of Judy, you need to change the scenery here. Um, and the only reason I didn't put him over Mike or I put him behind, uh, ahead of Mike Williams is because Mike Williams tore his ACL. Yeah, that's so. the same reasoning. I avoided Mike Williams. Um, I just think. I don't know. Jerry Judy, just to touch on it, I think this is all just for the jokes, but I don't know. With this whole attitude with the whole uh, Steve Smith and him thing feuding and all that all that crap, um, I don't know, man. I just don't like his outlook of the game. He seems a little bit too cocky for what he really is. I just – I don't know. I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. I don't think he's as good as the fancy community thought he was. I've never really been big on Judy. He's always been meh. And now he's really being pushed out of an already kind of struggling offense. I think he deserves what's coming to him. Um, but yeah, sucks because I love Judy. Yeah, and then I, the yards per most people hate Quentin Johnson. So give me next, Mike Williams. Um, give me you said he is coming on ACL. You want him in D tier or C tier? D D D tier. Top, okay. top, top of D tier. Um, I don't know. The only thing he really has going for him is he plays with Justin Herbert. Um, even Not when true. he does play, his, you know, his contract's over, but with an out this year. I'm telling oh, you, there's going to be a lot of changes. And, oh, then he's, if he yeah, goes gonna be a lot else, of, there's going to be a lot of trouble. changes in the chart in the Chargers organization this year. So we'll see what Mike, Mike Williams ends up, but. I think without Justin Herbert, you probably won't be much of anything, especially coming back from ACL tear. Those are tough injuries to come back from. Unfortunately, uh, 
We were big on my boy here. I don't think I'm going to put him with like Allen Robinson. I'm going to put him in D. <laughs> um, and I know Alex is in here. If he's watching, he's very, very mad at us for this. But we're talking about a project type wide receiver. We knew what was coming out of TCU. We knew he had elite peripherals in certain aspects, but we knew that he he could struggle when he came into the league. Um, we thought he was going to play with the best deep ball you know, QB in the league. So we were excited to see him with that. Then pan out in the year one. Um, there's a lot of changing that's going to come to the L.A. Chargers organization. I truly do believe that. Um, a lot of potential outs, a lot of roster cuts that are going to happen that we might we may not be expecting. I think Quentin Johnson, obviously, is going to be here long term. He's going to be there at least four years. Um, I have I have hopes that as a stash, a dynasty stash, he can produce something. Obviously, year one was very bad. Very bad. Look. So, Everything, you know, we, we watched a lot of tape in the offseason. I think we saw, like, the opportunity for him to be good. Um, but the thing is with him, he's always caught balls with his body, not with his hands. I think that's a huge thing to look at when watching tape. And we we picked up on that. But it's like we kind of figured, hey, he's good at almost everything else. Um, well, you may even give him a little too much credit here. But – you know, there's a few flashes here and there at TCU, but I kind of assumed, hey, maybe he'll come out of it. Maybe he'll make the adjustment in the league. Hasn't happened yet. Like I say, he's got four years in this offense, though. Um, a lot of changes coming to this team. Four, sure, no doubt. Staley's out. Um, Mike Williams on a contract year. Austin Eckler on a contract year. Um, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen on a contract year. So this whole offense could be completely different. Uh you're going to see him get targets next year, whether you like it or not. I don't like it, but it's going to, it's just the reality. Which is so, what it is. Well, Ryan, I have created a picture here for us and we will then combine the AFC and NFC and we'll post it to our social media. So for that aspect, I'm going to stop sharing and just go back here. Um, it's been an hour podcast. It's great to be back 2024 first stream of 2024 baby we're here it's been a lot of fun to start off the season like this oh excuse me anything you want to say before we get out of here yeah i mean thank you all for a great 2023 um we hope you guys stick around for 2024 it's gonna get better and better from here boys um i bid you all a fair off season for all you dynasty players out there get to moving get to studying um me and steve are gonna be dropping um rankings for rookies throughout the season profiles for them weaknesses strengths we kind of touched on the beginning look for that in the offseason mock we, drafts we please. love 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 dynasty content this is our bread and butter this is our time to shine and uh we're gonna give by the horns baby can't wait to get these like steven said mock drafts um player profiles watching tape with you guys live um tons of things to do in the offseason and we're ready for it yep uh, we we do run a lot of mock drafts, um, so feel free to join up. Uh, we always post on our Twitter when we're going to do our mock drafts, so just things like that. Um, I have my profiles written up for 10 players, so on Saturday we're going to start our player profiles. I have all the tape already already put together for these players. I have the write-up done, um, so that will be available on Yards Per starting tomorrow. I have to publish it. Um, but Saturday, I'm going to start with the 1-1 in most – aspects is going to be Caleb Williams. We are going to break down the USC quarterback. Very excited for that. 
Um, so just a little preview of what we got going on for the for this week to come. Uh, other than that, again, thank you for an awesome 2023. Appreciate you guys. Hope you stay around for 2024. And on that note, guys, I think we're out of here. We are out. If I can turn the thing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2024 struggles, baby. Struggles. Struggles. <laughs>